The Paul Leslie Hour, helping people tell their stories. And now, your host, Paul Leslie. Hey, it's me. Thank you for tuning in to the Paul Leslie Hour. Support us in our mission by going to patreon.com slash the Paul Leslie Hour. On this very episode, I'm pleased to present one of, if not the leading clarinet virtuosos in the world. Eddie Daniels is as masterful in classical music as he is in jazz. His public debut to jazz audiences began on the tenor saxophone with the Thad Jones Mel Lewis Orchestra. As a recording artist, Eddie Daniels has released well over two dozen studio and live albums. And as a sideman, he's worked with everyone from Bob James, Dave Grusin, the late Freddie Hubbard, and people like Billy Joel, just to name a few. Eddie Daniels, thank you so much for being here. All right. I like it. Keep talking about me. It makes me feel like maybe I'm somebody. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> so uh, go for it. Throw something at me. Well, you know, you bring up a good point just there. Don't you think that it takes a, it takes a kind of fire? to put yourself out there into the world, make records, and to perform in front of a live audience. It does. It, it, I was just talking to my wife about that yesterday, that specific thing. When you are a performer, that means, all right, you're going to practice your horn, you're going to try to perfect your craft, and then you're going to go out in front of people and show them what you did, what you practiced. And what the practicing leads you to. For me, it's like if you really practice hard and you've got it in your body, then you can express. You're not just expressing what you practiced, but the practicing gives you the ability to be freer in how you communicate who you are. So, and then you go perform, and then people love you, and then uh, you do interviews. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Is there ever any nervousness on your part when you're about to face? A packed house. I, it's more like, you know, the nervousness or uh, the buzziness really come. It's more way before where you're thinking you got to do your plane tickets. You know, it's like I'm doing this now because I'm going to go to New York and do something in April. So I'm booking the tickets now. Once I get the tickets and I got a hotel and I know where I'm going and there's still a little nervousness, but I work on it, you know, and I'm practicing. And, yeah, nervousness, there's nothing wrong with it. And we don't create it. It just happens. You know, when, you, when fear happens, you know, you see, you see, I watch my dog go out on our deck. And if she sees a coyote, her back goes up, you know, or she hears a coyote. You know, that she can't control that. And, no, you know, all of us who go out and perform, whatever happens in your body happens. And then you just go into the music and love it. And as soon as I start playing, it's I'm I'm in a winter wonderland, which it's snowing here right now, so I say that. But I could be in a summer wonderland too. Whatever. As soon as I start playing, I'm in love. Would you say that there is a greater purpose to your work? I mean, more than just the simply the enjoyment of playing. Well, of course. You know, the more you reveal yourself, the more you open your heart, the more true you are to your yourself, then it's not just performing to show people what you can do. It's really you're surrendering something inside yourself. With all of the chops you've built and the practicing and the hundreds of thousands of hours, uh, then you are free enough, after a little bit of the anxiety goes away, to just melt into who you are. 
So when you're hearing a great performer, you're really hearing them going deeply into themselves. Would you say that there are some recordings that have made the biggest influence on you? Charlie Parker, Coltrane, Stan Getz, not you know, a couple of specific albums, but I can't come up with them right now. Blue Train, you know, Stan Getz with Oscar Peterson Trio and Herb Ellis and uh, on guitar. I think it's Herb Ellis. Yeah, you know, just even listening to Michael Brecker in early days. You know, when you hear a great player, you, 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 it's, uh, it's inspiring. Before we went on the air, I was, I was mentioning my wife, who is from Romania, and I hope that my fact-checking is correct here, but isn't it true that your mother emigrated from yeah. Romania? Yeah, she did. In fact, I went to Romania about eight years ago to do a concert with Damian Dragici. I wonder if your wife knows him. He's a famous panpipe player. And now he's in the Congress. He's like a representative. He's being more political because he protect, tries to protect the gypsies and, and whatever the gypsies are going through in Romania. But yeah, Romania is part of our, my bloodstream. Interesting. What would you say this experience that you've had of traveling to all these different places as a result of your music, what do you think that that has done for you? You know, each one is different. You know, each time you go out, sometimes you meet great people. A lot of times, you know, you're meeting great people who are very kind to you and they come and they help you get where you have to go and they come to your concerts. And, and, and that's also inspiring, you know, just going out and meeting a lot of people and connecting. That's what I'd say it is, you know, it's, it's not like a business, you're not going out to just to play to make money, uh, you're meeting people, you're meeting friends, and you can go to most musicians' Facebook pages and you'll see, you know, all the people they're in contact with it from their last gig or the gigs they had in the last year, you know. I was listening to this latest release of yours, Heart of Brazil. Mm -hmm. What is it about Brazilian music that attracted you? Oh, I've always, I've always loved Brazilian music. Just the feeling, the feel of the, of the, the rhythm. The rhythm attracts me. The album you're talking about, Heart of Brazil, is the music of Egberto Gismonti, which uh, George Clayben, who owns Resonance Records, forward to me his music and i listened to it and i fell in love with it i've always loved brazilian music from the from first tunes i ever played just love it rhythm groove sensuality what did you think of it since you listened to it what were your impressions oh well very lively music you know if if, if you wanted to wake up you know it would be a soothing way of getting going I enjoyed it very much. <laughs> oh, good. Good. Yeah. So what about recording coming down the river? Anything coming up that the listeners would want to know about? Well, the new album's coming out in June. It's the music of Yvonne Linz, and it's called Night Kisses, which is it's quite, and that's the sensuality of the music kind of put that, in my mind, you know, it's very romantic, a lot of beautiful, beautiful things. Dave Grutzen plays wonderfully on it and arranged two of the compositions. And Bob James did the same thing and wrote an original composition called Ivante, 
uh, he wrote that for he and Dave to play as a duet because they never played together before. So this is the first album, Night Kisses, that Dave Grusin and Bob James will have ever met and played together. They know they've met, but they never played on the same record or concert. What would you say Dave Grusin is like? What kind of I, what kind of question is that? What do you mean personally, <laughs> musically? That's such a large question. What you know? What am I like? You know, like uh, you know, I'm big, I'm small, I limp. What do you, what 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 specifically do you want me to respond to in Dave's? Well, what's it like from a working perspective when you're doing a project like this? What would you say he's like to be around when you're working with him? Well, I loved it. Well. He, he, he's just very kind and also very quiet. And he kind of hung out for several days while we were doing this project, the uh, Night Kisses album, Yvonne Lins. And I said to Dave, how come you're here all these days? You're just hanging. He says, I'm learning. So there you go. That gives you a little insight. He was listening. Josh Nelson was playing piano on the on the other track, so Dave was there, like just loving how Josh sounded. Josh is one of the young great pianists in L.A. right now. So Dave's great to be around. He's very quiet. He's you know just unobtrusive, basically. Hmm. And the part of the country that you live in, you live in New Mexico, correct? Correct. What about New Mexico? What drew you out there? Well, it's interesting because Dave moved out here way before I did. And I just thought, you know, if Dave loves being out here, I'd like to check it out. And I, I had to come through here at one point around the time Dave moved to Santa Fe. And I was still on the label and I kind of flew through and I'm looking in the airport at the mountains and the beauty. And I just, just something about the area pulls you in. It's, it's physically gorgeous. It's very high. So if you're a reed player, you struggle with air and reeds. In, in a sense. But uh, just a beautiful place. Just needed to get out of New York after being there for 50 years. How do you like that? <laughs> do you miss New York? A little bit. Hmm. I, I, I go to New York once a year or so. I get my hit. And that's it. And then it's good to just come back here. Well, mentioning New York, it makes me think of about the introduction. I was listing all those people that you have recorded with. Do you have any memories from working with Billy Joel? in the studio. Yeah, I, I remember I did the Nylon Curtain. I did a tune called Where is the Orchestra? Phil Ramone was the the engineer. He's one of the great producers that he produ was producing and engineering it. You know, Billy Joel was basically, as my son said, he was playing video games with my son in the next room while I was recording the solo. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Would you say that of all the people you recorded with, was there one that really, really sticks out in your mind, an especially memorable experience? Every single one is a, is a memorable experience because you're being in the moment when you're playing. There is only one moment in the world, and that's the moment at this very, very, very moment. So they're all special, and they all draw something from you that makes you become present. Like thinking, of, I played on the Sister Sledge, on a Sister Sledge album on the tune Gotta Love Somebody, which was a big hit. You know that tune? Do you know that group? Oh, yeah. Sure do. Sister Sledge? Yeah. Well, Gotta Love Somebody and Reaching Your Peak are two solos from the album of, of Sister Sledge. I forgot the name of the album, but Gotta Love Somebody's on it. And it's like you're just walking in a room and then I put a headset on and no one else is there. It was an overdub. 
it became a hit album and a hit solo kind of just you know so you go into yourself you put in a position where somebody says do this and you're prepared and you hear this great music and you join it and so you could you could go on youtube right now and bring up you know sister sledge eddie daniels gotta love somebody and reach your peak both of those tunes are on that album and you'll hear what happens when you close your eyes and you go deeply inside yourself or semi-deeply you know <laughs> are you someone who meditates i yes i am hmm. would you say that that has helped you a lot as a musician absolutely absolutely well meditation helps you get in touch with yourself helps to quiet you down when you need to quiet you, you it's a tool it's a tool that you can use if you need it and i, I use it all the time it's a great it's a great tool and it's a great opening a way of opening yourself to yourself you've had all these albums you've had the chance to to tour the world what would you say is the best thing about being Eddie Daniels? <laughs> God. I would say I'm lucky. I'm a lucky guy. I thank God. I thank my parents, you know, for having good teachers when I was younger, good education, good. I'm wired in a way that makes me love practicing. So I thank my parents for whatever that was in the, in the, uh, the uh, mapping of whatever my body is and what it does. And so I think I'm just lucky. I'm still alive. I'm healthy. I'm playing music. That's what's great about being whatever this Eddie Daniels creature is. I, I'm, I'm a lucky guy. I'm still making albums and still having fun. All the listeners out there, if they want more information, they are invited to check out eddiedanielsclarinet.net. That's eddiedanielsclarinet.net. I always like to end the interview. I just give the artist the stage. For anyone who's tuned in, what would you say to them? Well, it depends on if they're a musician or not a musician, but I would say Heart of Brazil is one of my favorite albums. They can go and hear the essence of what I am. Because that's when you hear someone who's been doing something for 100 years, as I have been, almost 100. Then you're hearing a person, as any artist who's really spent a lot of time, you're hearing the essence of an artist when they give to you what they've been doing for 50, 70, 80, 100 years. And so I'd like you to all go listen to Heart of Brazil and the new Yvonne Lynn's album called Night Kisses will be out in June. I would say check it out and, uh, and then you'll get to know my inner being a little bit more by hearing the music. Would you, you'll get to know every artist when you come in contact with them. That's what you're really coming in contact with, the reality of that person. Mr. Daniels, thank you very much for making the time to talk to us. It's been a pleasure. All right, man. All right, enjoy. All right, Paul. Thank you. If I can ever be of service, please let me know. Okay. All right, thanks a lot. Take care. Have a great day. You too, bye. Bye-bye. Bum up ba da beep dot boop da beep da leap a knock the bees I walk on teach a girl get no it is in a gaga kiss a car oh wagon I believe is a good but you don't take a walk again goodbye